Before you jump ahead to the episode, we have a super quick announcement for you all. Spotify has added the ability to rate podcasts on a scale from one to five stars, and we are asking that all of you take just a few seconds to find us on Spotify and rate us five stars. Almost all of our listeners come from the world of Apple, so adding a rating on Spotify is a great way to help the show grow. That way we can continue releasing two episodes every single week. Just make sure that you have the latest version of Spotify, listen to at least 30 seconds of one episode, and then they will allow you to leave a rating. Thank you so much to all of you for listening and supporting the show. Let's get into this episode. Shazam! Hello to everybody out there. This is the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast, and we are so excited to have you guys joining us here today. If you are new, we are a podcast that talks about gaming, and if you guys out there enjoy what we do, which is essentially just lighthearted conversations amongst friends about gaming, come support us on Patreon starting at $5 a month. You can head over to MultiplayerSquad.com to see the options, and you will be able to unlock some awesome perks like having extra episodes and early access. Today, we are covering listener-submitted questions, and we did this last time in November, so we felt like it was time again. I am your host, Paul, and joining me, he's in the hot seat. We're going to ask him questions like, did you stop beating your wife? It's Josh. Uh, The answer is, I would never do that, and my seat is always hot. That could be from gas, though. I don't know. (laughs) Fair enough. Oh, all right. Listeners submitted questions, Josh. You and I love these episodes. They're fun, man. It's a great way to interact. I mean, we're always interacting with our community anyway, but it's fun to do this on the show. We make a point to solicit these questions and then intentionally not answer some of them so that we can save them for the show. Sometimes they just beg to be answered instantly, and so we'll do that too. Yeah, and before we start reading off those questions, we do have a little bit of housekeeping to do. We did want to give a shout-out to a new Patreon supporter that just recently joined. So we want to give a shout-out to Andy Lachance, who is also Discord user Heavy Grapes. And they have joined under the rare status category, so we are very thankful and grateful for that. And we also wanted to give a shout out to our Epic supporters, which we haven't done in a little while. We have three of them that are currently at the Epic level, which is Red Letter, Yoda, and Michael the Butler. (laughs) All three great guys, by the way. (laughs) Great guys. Uh, Michael also doubles as an Epic supporter slash occasional third co-host on the show, which is quite funny. I th- is he trying to buy his way in? Do you think <laughs> it's working? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I have told him we will give you the perks for free. He is he is our longtime real life friend, but he does also like supporting the show. So yes, thank you so much to all of you out there that are currently supporters on Patreon, regardless of level. But we did want to give a shout out there to those that are epic. And then, Josh, I think you've got a couple of reviews for us. Got a couple more reviews. Uh, They keep rolling on in. Thank you for taking the time to leave them. They help the show a lot. I'm just going to get to cracking on these. You guys guys know how much the reviews help at this point. So the first one comes in, and it's titled Brilliant. (laughs) Five-star review comes in from Darkwolf279 from Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And Dark Wolf writes, Okay, so I found this podcast whilst lying in the sun on a hammock. Could it get any better? 
Yes, it could. Ladies and gents, <laughs> the first episode I heard was on Overwatch. It was an Overwatch episode, one of my favorite games. So as one would, I started listening to more episodes, and now I look forward to Mondays and Thursdays to either hear the main episode or the bonus rounds, which they are brilliant. Thanks, guys. If you read this, my friends and I did the whole Overwatch draft, and we were giggling the whole time. So yeah, just listen to this podcast, or I'll personally curse you to stub your toe on every desk you walk past. <laughs> Which is very relevant because just recently you seriously injured your toe. Dude, I obliterated <laughs> my foot. It is still, that was like two and a half weeks ago. My toe still looks like it's been in a meat grinder. Half of my foot is black and blue. It's, it's pretty gnarly. So yes. So I'm sorry that I didn't listen to that episode. And I was cursed. <laughs> I was going to say, Dark Wolf might have, you know, you might want to check Uh-oh. those dates. Maybe yeah, you it's guys all better their keep fault. listening. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Dark Wolf. We really appreciate it. And then this next one is titled Great Five Stars. This one comes in from KDYCDMXHVD. Oh, of and course. It, <laughs> I feel like I said that really well, actually. <laughs> from Sweden. <laughs> And this one, it reads, although I haven't listened for that long, I still see what's great about this podcast. It even let me know about the beauty of Elite Dangerous. Even when I can't play it because my dad doesn't like to make a login to every game I play, I still enjoy it. I really enjoy your podcast. It's just something about listening to people talking about games I know. Keep it up. P.S. Please do a deep dive of Evil Genius 2. Okay. I have heard of those games. I don't know that I know anything about them. So if I don't nothing either. else, I am now curious. <laughs> I do love the traditions of you and I jumping into sequels, having not played originals based on deep dive suggestions. Yeah. So like Little Nightmares 2, we just went straight into this. Well, in that case, prequel or yeah, Evil Genius 2. I can't say I know I anything heard about of those it. games. I don't know anything about them, though. I'm not going to pretend like I, I do, other than I've heard <laughs> the names. But thank you uh, to you both for the reviews. Uh, hey, as you guys see, we, we get them from all over the world. So if you're listening, you, you don't have to be local to the U.S. to leave us a review. They help no matter where you are. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you to all of you out there who have already left a review previously. Now, before we jump in, I do want to give... One last shout out, because there was one question that got submitted that was so good. I told you I thought we just needed to do its own separate bonus round on that one question. Yeah. So we are not going to answer this today, but Frodo Garfield, you told us that you were listening to our Twig episode where we were talking about IGN's top 100 games of all time, and you were curious to know what our individual top 10s of all time are, and we really want to answer that question we're going to put that one off for now. That's going to get its own bonus round episode in the coming weeks. That's a good one. That's a tough one too, man. What happens is you start naming off like, oh, the first like 3 or 4 are easy. Yeah. But then how do you how do you like sneak in 7 8 9 10 and then that is going to change drastically as like more you think of more and more games. That's going to be a fun one. I really like that. What's your gut shot reaction? How many do you think we're going to have in common in the top 10? I bet it's going to be like four or five. I was going to say four. Four was my guess. Maybe five. We share a lot of the same love of certain games, and then we start to branch off 
vastly after that. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll definitely have a little bit of overlap. All right. So if this is the first time you've heard a listener question episode, what we do is Josh and I just have a master list. We had a ton of questions submitted here over the last week in our Discord server. If you want to join us there, there's a link in the episode description. It's free and open to the public. And we also have all of the old questions that have been asked And so we just basically take turns. We pick a question that we want to read. We both give our answers to that question, and then we just kind of move on from there. So if you guys want to submit any questions, the best place to do it is Discord, but you can also do that on any social media. You can find us anywhere at Multiplayer Pod. I I guess you could also email me and Josh. So it's our first name at MultiplayerPodcast.com. So even if you want to go old school, you can do that too. We did have a user email us a review because they were like, hey, I really want to send you guys a review, but I don't have Apple. Can you guys, you know, and we did. We read it. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, Josh, I'm going to give you the honors. Go ahead. Why don't you pick the first question for us here today? Ooh, I'm starting this off. Man, these, these episodes are so fun, man. Okay, uh, we'll we'll just we'll start off very simple, very easy. Uh, <laughs> we just mentioned his name as well, so you know, hey, some questions really hit the mark, some maybe not so much. But this one comes in from Frodo Garfield, and <laughs> the question is, which is better, Minesweeper or Solitaire? Easy answer. It's absolutely Minesweeper. I was gonna say Minesweeper. It is Minesweeper is fun. <laughs> it makes you think. It's clever. Uh, it's a it's an instant classic. I love Minesweeper probably too much. I actually, I would say I play probably four or five days a week. I'll at least pop on for one or two. Wait, games. really? Yeah, I really uh, do. Dude, I really like Minesweeper. I, uh, do you really? I have not played Minesweeper in probably 30 years, to be honest with you. I can't remember the last time I played it. My record for beginner is nine seconds. I was very excited that I was able to get a sub 10 second completion. Uh, I, I do play typically on expert and I love Minesweeper. My kids are always surprised at how quickly I can go through Minesweepers. Uh, but for me, I've been playing it since we first got our PC when I was in third grade because we didn't have, well, actually it was more like fourth or fifth grade when we upgraded to Windows 3.1. And I've been playing Minesweeper ever since. I'm a huge fan. It keeps the brain sharp. <laughs> it does. All right. Good, good question. Uh, do you ever play solitaire or you're just out solitaire is one of those I, I did play solitaire not that long ago i can't remember where it was it was not on my computer it was maybe my in-laws house or something but once you <laughs> nice. start playing you can't not play it yeah do you know what i mean like you have to finish a game of solitaire there's no like playing it in the beginning and then just quitting halfway through yeah how funny yeah there's 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 better games out there than solitaire but i'm also still a fan solitaire is not bad all right, let's see here. All right, uh, this is a question that we have to answer. This is one that comes from legendary supporter Jake. <laughs> he clearly really loves this question because he's asked it uh, a couple of times. We have ignored it a couple times, <laughs> but it's it's finally time. This it, one's it, for you, Jake. It, yeah, and it did spark a little bit of debate on our Discord community where you and I did not weigh in, but some of the other listeners did. All right, Jake says... Choose one. You now have taste buds in the palm of your hands, or you now have taste buds on the bottom of your feet. This is an easy answer for me. You think so? I do. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm taking the taste buds on the bottom of my feet. 
<laughs> I think I am too, but I want I want to know why. Why, why okay. would you say okay. that? For, for me, the easy answer is on the bottom of your feet. Now, this is all predicated on the fact that I have nice clean socks on that are yeah. you know masking the things I don't want to taste. Uh-huh. But hey, you know what? Wife makes a, a nice apple pie. It it you know it smells so good. I got no problem putting my feet up on that pie <laughs> to just get some get some apple pie loving on those toes and those feet. The problem is we use our hands way too much. Yeah, and there are certain things that you do with your hands that you do not want to have associated with taste. And so yeah. I'd I'd much rather take the safer option. I know people say, well, you could just wear gloves if you wear socks on your feet. I, I think there's going to be way too much accidental tasting of like, I mean, I'm feeding my cats, right? Like they eat like the, the stinky cat <laughs> wet food. I don't want to taste that, man. Well, even just like touching and picking up pets, right? Like we love to touch our pets. They're Wait, oftentimes... You don't, you don't lick your pets, Paul? No. Oh. <laughs> I can't say that I do. <laughs> And not to get like too graphic or too gross, but even like certain bathroom activities and things, say, you don't want taste one, buds anywhere that's near. The one thing that <laughs> I wasn't going to just throw it out there, but yeah. it, like my mind is like, there is there is one thing I do not want. <laughs> Worst case scenario, your feet get sweaty or your shoes are smelly. You can always swap those out. I feel like that's right. not the worst thing in the world. Hands are just way different. And especially out in public, like shaking hands, you're basically like just walking oh. around licking oh. people's hands. That's that, that can't go well. That's not a good idea. I, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a very easy answer for me. I think there's going to be much less accidental tasting if you taste with your feet than with your hands. Yeah, so so thank you, Jake, for that gem. Uh, there you go. Pretty, pretty gross options either way, but I'll, I'll take taste buds on my feet. Yeah, I'm I'm you're a smart man. That's what I'm going with too. <laughs> okay, here here's one. I like this one. So, if you were forced to be on America's Got Talent, which is a show that I love by the way. My wife and I watch that every time it comes on. What would you do and why? So, this is either a talent that you think you have or the way that you think that you would be able to entertain an audience without getting booed off the stage. Yeah. Oh, I don't mind. Uh, do you need a minute to think about this? Because I, I know what mine is right away. Yeah, go ahead. What would you do? I, I feel like I would go with stand-up comedy. Like <laughs> okay. I'm a, I, I feel like I'm a good storyteller. You know, you, you, you've been around me long enough to know that when I get to rolling on telling some crazy story or adventure that's happened in my life, I can really just juice it up. I can put it out there. And I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with being like a stand-up comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, I would need some material, obviously, because I'm terrible at trying to just off the cuff think of something funny. But if I had some source material, I feel like I could get up there. I'm not shy in front of people. I've got no issues whatsoever talking in front of like a million people. Uh, And so I feel like that would be the thing that would probably like I'd stand the best chance at not getting booed off the stage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's definitely the standard that I'm shooting for. I would not be trying to win or to make it to the next round or to get the golden buzzer. I would simply be going for not turning myself into a meme. That's really all I'd be going for. Singing is absolutely out of the question. Oh, I'm out. I, I can't sing. I love singing. I sing very loudly when I am by myself. I sing loudly in the car. I sing when I clean the house as long as the rest of the family's not I'm home. I'm with you. But I am a terrible singer. 
<laughs> I, uh, I'll get to singing at, at church sometimes and getting into yeah. it, you know, and my uh-huh. wife will elbow me and she's like, you're getting too loud. <laughs> she's like, you're not that good of a singer. <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I, I like sitting in the front row. <laughs> right. Make sure there's no one in front of you. Uh, yeah. I think my, my gut shot reaction was to also say comedy. Now I am not a good storyteller. I have, I've always said if I could have like three wishes and I could just blow them on, like if I'm not worried about world hunger and like caring for the orphaned around the world, if I, if I just had to have fun answers, it would be to sing well and to be able to tell good stories. I know I can't do that, but I do think I could pull off a little bit of like the Norm McDonald deadpan comedy style. I, I think I might be able to have a chance at that, but also I don't know if you know this, Josh, I can juggle three things at once. Dude, I'm a great juggler. <laughs> Wait, can you I really? Might, I might just go out and juggle three, which nobody would think is impressive, but it's not bad enough that it's gonna like go viral. So maybe can I would you, just juggle really three juggle? apples. Oh yeah, Dude, yeah, I can oh, juggle. Oh, mm-hmm. all right, it's on next. Time. We're having a juggle off, Paul. Is that what it's called? A juggle off? <laughs> sure. Okay, I, I can definitely juggle three. Absolutely zero chance at juggling four. Oh no, no, no I, three I is it. it. I can do three, but as long as they're all roughly the same size same and size. weight, I'm good. Yep. I, I, I can juggle for days. All right, well that's, <laughs> that's it. I, on air, I officially challenge you to a juggle off the next time we're together, Paul. <laughs> uh, it, it is the contest to juggle who can do it the longest, who can yes. juggle the largest items. No, the longest without the dropping longest. one. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I could do semi well at that I, I i'm fully confident in myself right now <laughs> not agt level no. but <laughs> a, a a mid-level podcast level right. we might be able to do <laughs> all right yep yep good good question i like it all right let's see here uh here's a question since we haven't really answered any related to gaming maybe we should Oops. actually do one here uh we got a question here from much Tabuku. he asks how do you guys afford all the video games and gear while having a bunch of kids? A bunch of kids. I have two kids. Uh, I, <laughs> I have a bunch. You, you have you a do couple. Have a, yeah, I have a couple. You have a bunch. Um, I, I mean, it's one of the benefits of being an adult, right? We talk about this. We the the people in our Discord server run the gamut from you know allowed to be in the Discord server at the youngest age possible to all the way up to I think there's one or two that are even older than me. Um, so kudos to those. Uh, grizzled old veterans there. Um, But we talk about it a lot. As you become an adult and you start to work more, you have a little bit more uh, income to spend on the things that you want to spend it on, right? So we've got some younger listeners and they've been saving up for a keyboard or a mouse or something like that. And it's like, you know, we don't have to save up for that stuff. We have enough money to just kind of buy that when we want to. Now, the bigger purchases, obviously, you need to confer with your spouse and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying this, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, kids are expensive, but they're not so expensive that like they prohibit you from being able to enjoy the things you want to enjoy. (laughs) Yeah. Now, we have five kids here in the layman house. Well, not currently in the household, but we have five children. And one of the things that helped us is that we have a very wide range between our oldest and our youngest. We spread all of our kids out. So we fostered and adopted our two oldest girls who are now in their mid-20s, but we currently have our youngest, which is a four-year-old. And so we never had all five living in home at once. The most that we ever had was three, just because they were kind of teared out and, and staggered. Um, You know, 
part of the reason for why we had started this podcast was in hopes of getting free game code keys which we have not received <laughs> as of yet. Uh, we occasionally will we'll email developers and be like, hey, we're the we're a semi-successful podcast. Uh, we're we get we're honestly keys? kind of bad about that. I feel like if we spent some more effort actually reaching out to people, we probably would get a lot of free video games. <laughs> you know, a f- funny side story. I remember when Todd was still on the podcast, he had emailed to try to get a free key, but he had spelled the name of the game wrong. Oh, dude, and that I was, was like, hilarious. Yeah, they're not going to give us a key now. I think <laughs> it was, don't even wasn't it Northguard? I think it was Northguard, yeah. and he spelled it wrong. And we yeah. were like, well, there, there goes that chance of getting a free key. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we do have some Patreon support. That definitely covers our expenses for the podcast. And basically, our goal was to have the podcast fund our video game habit. And so we tend to buy probably one or two games a month at the very most. We're not buying every game, but right. it, it does help fund our hobby of video games. So yeah, we're plus, you know me, Josh, I'm not spending money on fancy clothes or anything else. I spend yeah. all of my money on video games. There's no, there's nothing else I spend money on. I'm the same way. I'm very frugal and cheap until I want something very expensive and then I'll splurge on the expensive thing, but there's no in between. I'm not like steadily buying clothes and trinkets and stuff like that. It's either all or nothing for me. Yeah. I'm not a trinket fan. It's just kind of junk in the house. For me, it's just like large appliances when it's time to upgrade. I buy decent Nike shoes that cost 80 bucks. And other than that, the only money I spend is on gaming. So yeah. that's that's how it happens. Yep. Yep. So there you go. I, I guess the the short answer is we're we're grown ups. <laughs> right? I guess so. Oh man. Okay. Uh let's okay, this one's kind of neat. What this one comes in from Ace of Shame, longtime listener, just outstanding member of the community. Uh, have mad respect for Ace of Shame. I know you're listening, but thank you for being a part of this. Um, what is your favorite video game weapon? Not necessarily ability or power, but physical weapon. Ooh, I like that question. Uh, there's a couple that come to mind right away. I think my number one is a lesser-known weapon. Not everyone's going to get this reference, but those who do know it are going to agree. It's the Chrysogram in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. No idea so, what that is. <laughs> this, this is. This is the most ridiculous sword that has ever existed in like a 2D side-scrolling game like Symphony of the Night. Basically, in, in Castlevania, if you have a sword or a mace or something equipped... Every time you hit your button, you swing it once. Well, the chrysogram is very different in that every time you press it, it swipes up and down like 10 times. And it's by far the most powerful weapon. You can run through all of Castlevania without ever stopping, and everything in your way just gets mowed down. It's not even like a real weapon. I feel like they put it in the game almost as a joke. You have to really grind to get it, but then once you do, the rest of the game is easy mode. And I remember my wife and her family, they were all huge fans of Symphony of the Night. Every playthrough, we would end up grinding to get that chrysogram because it was just so much fun. I, I've never heard of it. It's got a neat name, though. You know, <laughs> um, man, for me, I think I have two that stand out. I, I, while you were talking, I'm trying to think, and it's like, I, I, there's two that I need to bring up. One is the BFG from Doom. Yep. 
I, sure. I, it's, it's, what what know, does it stand for, Josh? Uh, big freaking gun is what it stands for, Paul. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it stands mm-hmm. for. Um, big mm-hmm. freaking gun. Uh, but when you get the BFG in Doom, you you get like two shots with it, maybe, but it is the most satisfying gun in a game to just find and shoot. It just decimates everything in its path. It flies really, really slow. Doom Eternal was an amazing game. I remember getting the gun in that and then just nothing stands a chance, which I love. I think it's, I think it's a phenomenal weapon. The other one, and this is not to fanboy, but I like legitimately like this style of weapon would be the blades of chaos from God of mm. War. Sure. Now I, you know, when the new God of War came out and you have the Leviathan axe, I remember being very taken aback because it's like, dude, I love the Blades of Chaos. Like, what what happened? But there's something about a weapon on the end of like a chain or a rope or something like that. When I was a kid, I was super nerdy into ninjas and ninja weapons and all that stuff. And I don't know if you've ever seen the the blade that they put at like an end of a rope. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, the people that are really good with them can like whip them around their bodies. And, and I've always thought like, if I was going to fight somebody, that would be... If they whip out a blade that's at the end of a rope, I'm running <laughs> yeah, away. You're running. Like yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be like, dude, I'm not messing with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I Man. feel like the blades of chaos are like two of those. Yeah, uh, and and they create some really good combos. So like you and I just recently played God of War. It's an upcoming deep dive that we're going to be covering. I don't remember the exact button combination to get it, but I love the one combo where he finishes, where he whips them both forward and they just slightly arc and then they meet in the middle where you hit like the enemy on both sides of the head. It's such a cool ability. I, I, I totally agree with you. Blades of Chaos rule. Yeah. Yep. So those are the, I mean, I'm sure if I spent, you know, five, 10 minutes, I could probably come up with some other ones. Um, but those two are the two that easily just come to mind as being two of the more uh, awesome weapons out there. Does the portal gun count, or is that not a weapon? It's not a weapon. It's a it's a tool. Okay, yeah. So then if right. that doesn't count, I'd also throw out the golden gun from Goldeneye. Uh, that's a great pick. And the gravity gun from Half-Life 2, which is now just really making me sound old because I picked all weapons <laughs> that are like 10 to 25 years old. Yeah, you know there's new technology, <laughs> Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some great weapons out there, though. All right, you're up next. Oh, it's me? Oh, that's right. You did pick that one. All right. Let's see here. Next question. All right. I promised this person uh, that that I would read this question. This one comes in courtesy of James928, who uh, may or may not be my son. (laughs) So I, I I told him I would answer it. His question is, what is your favorite board game or card game? It's the one I'm Is playing with friends. No, I like, I'll be honest. I don't know that I have an absolute favorite game. I mean, you know, there's games that I liked when I was younger that I have the memories like playing with my parents, like Risk, Monopoly, you know, some of the classic ones there. Famously, we've talked about Gloomhaven a lot. I mean, I had an absolute blast playing that with you and Todd. I'll be honest, like, if I had to not cop out and just say it's whatever game I'm playing, I think the game that I had the most fun with in recent memory is Avatar. Or Avalon. Oh, yeah. Avalon. 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 Sorry, not Avalon. Avalon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That game just suits my personality so perfectly. It is, you know, you get to be the bad guy, but you get to lie about being the bad guy. If you're not the bad think think among us, right? But better, more strategy, more 
you know, stuff to do in person with friends. That's kind of the the premise of it. Mafia, I think a lot of people have played this very similar as well. Avalon did a lot right with just the little things, I, I think. But that was probably one of my favorite games to get together with friends with and just have a really good time playing. Yeah, that's such a good pick also because it was just very accessible to everybody, young or old. It was a very simple game. That's not one where you have to teach a full hour of all the rules. You just get to say, hey, this is super simple. You're either good or you're bad, and you're just trying to figure out who the bad guys are, and you just kind of roll with it, and you pick up the game within five minutes. Uh, I would say my number one favorite board game, I'm a huge board game fan. There was a stretch before that I was doing a lot of uh, video games when I was spending all of my money on board games, which, by the way, used to be prohibitively expensive. They've really come down lately. But I used to swap games through BoardGameGeek.com. My number one was Power Grid. Now, Power Grid, I don't think you ever played with me. I did, did not you? get to play with you. I've heard you talk about it, but I never got to play it. Yeah, it might have even been before you moved to Arizona. But in a nutshell, it was kind of a clever game because you had a map of either Germany or the US. You could play either map. And basically, you would have your resources that you could buy, like oil, gas, uh, nuclear power, whatever. And those things you would have to buy. But as they got purchased, the cost would go up over time. So it would play with like supply versus demand. But then you also had to buy power plants. And your power plants had to use the items that you purchased, and then those could power certain numbers of cities. And so it was all like built around strategy and resource. uh, What's what I'm looking for? Like resource. uh, Yeah. And then also like buying cities on the map. Cause if you were the first people to do power there, nobody else could take it. And so all of these things building together, but it was also all built around an auction system. So you would flip over a new power plant and maybe you really wanted that wind power plant because now I don't have to even worry about buying oil. And so now all of a sudden everyone's auctioning and bidding for this new power plant. It, it always got loud and it always got fun. It was highly strategic. There was basically no luck involved at all, which tend to be my favorite board games. It was just purely strategy and bidding against one another. So Power Grid is is my number one board game. Do you have it still? Uh, I, I might still have it. The only problem is that the games would always last like three hours. And once oh. all of our friends started having kids, nobody had time to play that long. Yeah. <laughs> so I have not played Power Grid, I would say, in probably a good six or seven years. Yeah, you're not paying a babysitter for that long to play a board game. Yeah. So yeah. I, I might still have it, but I'm honestly not even sure at this point. Gotcha. All right. Here's an easy one, Paul. Uh, This one comes in from It's Frosty Donkey. Um, And Frosty asks, what is your favorite flavor of crisps? Now, (laughs) I, I, without shame, had to ask you before we started recording and said, that that means potato chips, right? Yeah, this is the most like European question because favorite and flavor are both spelled with O-U-R, which, of course, we do not do in the U.S., and uh, calling them crisps instead of potato chips. Uh, you know, my answer for this is Zaps Voodoo Chips. Have you ever oh, you're had You're going those? brand specific, huh? Yes. Well, because uh, if I said voodoo flavor, I don't know that anyone would what know what Zaps that is. is. I know what Zaps is because they're from Louisiana. Yeah, where yeah, I used yeah. to live, but... 
Okay, so you, have you had the voodoo flavor? I have flavor? not had the voodoo flavor, no. Okay, so I'm 99% sure it's just like an equal mix of salt and vinegar and barbecue and just Ooh. mixed together. It's the kind of chip that when you f- take that first bite, it's like sweet, but then sour, and then you don't really know how you feel about it. But the next thing you know, you've finished off the whole bag, the whole bag. and you're like, I need more voodoo <laughs> chips. So that's, that, that's that's my number one. I was going to say my number one is salt and vinegar, believe it or not. Now, people either love salt and vinegar or they hate salt and vinegar. And I tend to really enjoy very strong flavors. Like I like blue cheese. I know that's very, you know, a lot of people think blue cheese is disgusting. I like blue cheese, salt and vinegar. I like things that really like punch me in the mouth. And so if I'm eating chips, which I don't actually eat a lot of, um, that is what I want. A close runner-up would be the Ruffles Cheddar and Sour Cream. Ooh, those are so good. Yeah. And way better than the Lay's. Thick and you wavy. Go that, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm 100% with you. I have even told a lot of people, kind of as a half joke, that my favorite food is vinegar because I just love it so much. Anything with that big punch of vinegar, I'm a huge fan. My refrigerator right now, I've got red wine, balsamic, white balsamic, rice wine vinegar, Apple Dude, cider vinegar. I've got all of them. I can drink balsamic <laughs> vinegar. I love yeah. that stuff. Honestly, it's, it's so, so good. good. Yep. Yeah. As long as it's a good quality one, it's fantastic. All right. Let's see here. What else do we got on our list? All right. Okay. <laughs> this this is a funny question. Does your boss listen to the podcast? I'm going to say no. My boss is not a gamer. <laughs> I think I do have maybe a couple people that work for the same company that listen to the show. Yeah. Um it's I you know I work for a big insurance company uh and there's actually like a I don't know, they do these things now where it's like these forums almost and there's a gamers of progressive like forum i guess and there's a few hundred people in there and so you know i have talked with them about the podcast before i would like to think that at least a few of them have checked it out and are now you know avid listeners yeah um but my boss is not a gamer <laughs> at all like we uh, another coworker of mine he is a gamer and we chat about stuff and my boss is just like i have no idea what you guys are talking about yeah now i work in the world of foster care. So my job is to like recruit, train and license foster parents. My boss is my wife. (laughs) And so she does not listen by choice, (laughs) but if I am listening to an episode to see how it turned out, or if my kids are, then she gets dragged into it. But I do not think she has ever by herself put one of our episodes on. In fact, I guarantee you she never has. Yeah. No, yeah. my my wife has not. I don't even think my kids have listened, <laughs> which is sad because both my kids are gamers too. Yeah, you know, and and I'll even ask them like, "Did you get?" And they're like, "Dad, we hear you talk all the time. We don't want to listen to you talk <laughs> on a podcast." And I'm like, oh, "That hurts, man." <laughs> I was gonna say, I thought your oldest may have listened to Terraria, but even there, she would already know everything we would talk yeah. about plus more. So she probably yeah, she's wouldn't like, even you guys care. are such noobs. You should let me yeah. do the Terraria episode. <laughs> oh fair enough okay um oh i had a good one um okay so i do like this one if because we've never talked about this before but i actually know the answer to this one if you could have one celebrity on the podcast who would it be that 
I really like that question, but I don't really have an immediate answer. I do. Like, are you going for someone who's a great guest or like the big name to I'm highlight going, our show? I'm going like, for the person that I feel like I could legit hang out with that I know is a gamer. Because what's the point of like having somebody on the show if they're not a gamer? Right. For me, it's Henry Cable. Okay. Yeah. That was going to be my answer. That you want a real gamer. Yeah. I want, like, legitimately, we are a gaming podcast. Like, I want a gamer on the podcast. I, it doesn't make any sense to have, like, you know, Michael Jordan on the podcast, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> as cool as that would be, he's not a gamer and we're a gaming podcast. But Henry Cable is legitimately a gamer and he's a super down to earth, cool guy as well. Like, he's humble. I like a lot of his personality and just, you know, I like, I've actually thought about reaching out to him on like Twitter or Instagram and being like, dude, you want to be on the podcast? But then I don't handle rejection very well either. So, well, you're definitely you know. not going to get a response. You know, <laughs> you're not going to get rejected. How dare you, Paul? <laughs> Henry Cable is not replying to either one of us on Twitter. Um, I also really like that answer because my two most favorite things to do in my spare time are playing games and watching movies. So anytime you can put those two together, Henry Cavill, I'd want to spend just as much time talking about movies as I would about games. It really would be a blast. I, I know he's not in good favor with the public right now, but I think Dave Chappelle also fits that bill where he's He's the funniest person in the I world. I feel like he and would he just fit games. in perfectly. Like he like yeah. people that are easy to talk to. Like if we had a celebrity on the show, I wouldn't want to feel like we're grilling them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like like some interview like they get all the time. I would legit just want to be like, let's chat video games. Like what games do you like? What do you play? And then just get into like you and I do, right? Like that's mm-hmm. why we do this podcast. And that's what I would want is just somebody to sit there and be able to actually talk about what they love. Yeah. I, I think that would also be fun. Or maybe uh, invite Jeff Bezos, and maybe he gives us a nice uh, package. You might be onto something, Paul. Yeah, maybe just to thank us for having him on, he might, you know, give us a million dollar Amazon gift card, million dollars out of his pocket as he's leaving. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I want a spot in that next rocket. (laughs) Oh man! All right, let's see. Next question here on the list. Okay. I really like this one here. What game are you confident enough in that you could speed run it? I now, was reading not, this not, one. You're not really one to replay games ever. See, so this is not really up your alley. That is it's I was I read this question and I actually was thinking about it um I, like earlier and I'm scanning through my brain. I'm trying to think of like my Steam library, you know, these sorts of things. And, and I'm like, what game have I played like repeatedly to where I feel like I could just do it with my eyes closed? The problem is, is that I don't replay any kind of adventure type game. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like I play Rocket League. I play Overwatch, like shooters and Hearthstone and games like that. But that is not indicative of like getting from the start to the finish very quickly. And even games like The Witcher 3, which famously I love, I've only like I've not played that game a second time. I generally just play a game and then I'm done with it. I, I mean, so I don't really have an answer. I'd say like if I was wanting to brag about my skills in a game, Rocket League is is up there. Like I'm champion level in Rocket League, but I don't think I have an answer for a game that I I would say I could get through very quickly. Mm. For me, this one's easy. It's Mario 1 and Mario 3. 
on the NES. I have played and beaten those games literally hundreds of times. I still know where every single hidden coin box is. I know where all the whistles or all the warps are. Even just the other day, my family had put on Mario 3 and they wanted me to help them out. And there's just like certain things you have to do in order to beat that game quickly. Like you get your first P-Wing and you have to save it for when you do the pirate ship up in the air in World 8. You got to hang on to that P-Wing. If you've burned that P-Wing, you're probably dead in the water. That's just a really hard level if you don't have it. I used to just sit in computer programming in high school and just run emulators. And me and my buddy Curtis would just play all of these old NES ROMs just over and over. And it was a lot of Mario 1 and Mario 3. Those, I I mean, I'm not like where you can see the world record people that actually use like some really weird tricks and tactics. I can't yeah. do that. But if you said like, I've got six minutes to beat Mario 1, I I think I could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I there was a time way back in the day because that was the thing with Nintendo is you played your games over and over again, but it's been right. so long. I you know, nothing jumps out to me on that one. Um which which is the one with the warp pipe where you could skip to like world eight? Yeah, well is that's that three? like that's like well, Mario one where you like run was up that? on top of the pipes yes, and then you yep. can warp into worlds. Yeah, yeah, okay. Two, three, that, four. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay, I remember that Yeah, one. Mario 3 has the whistles where you, like, hold down on the white box or, you know, fly in the castle above and then run to the right and you find the hidden door and you get the whistle. Yeah. Right. Okay, um, let's see here. Okay, um, this is because this is recent and I actually know the answer to this one. If you could take one game and make changes to it, to be exactly the way you want it, what game would it be and what changes would you make? Okay, so is this like realistic changes or Paul's fantasy of the best Paul's game fantasy, ever? Well, you're not building a game. You have right. to take one game and make changes to it to make it exactly the way you want. And then what would, like, what would you change? Like My thing is I love epically long video games that tell a long story. I love Red Dead Redemption 2. I love God of War. I would just take any of these games and just make them 10 times as long. Give me their whole life in one game from start to finish. Let me play as John Marsden joining Dutch's gang at whatever, 14 years old. Let me play through all of those years and all of those stories. See the people come in and go. That to me, I would really love. Or I could always just pull up Mass Effect 1 because it's already a perfect right. game and, and I would just play it as is. That's, that's the other option. Um, for me, we just did our Demio episode. And in that episode, we talked about how it is at the threshold of greatness. And for me, I want a VR Dungeons & Dragons game that is fully fledged oh, yeah. out. Fully fledged out. Like, I mean, give me Divinity Original Sin 2 in VR, and it would be, in my brain, I it would be like the most perfect video game. Yeah, you know? and any any VR pick like that is really smart, because we've had such limited But I want VR multiplayer. Titles. I want, mul- like, that's part of the fun, right? Like, I, like, there's something about playing with friends that I would need to have that. So give me, you know, and that's part of Dungeons & Dragons is it's a social game. So give me that in VR, fully fledged out. I would completely geek out for forever. 
<laughs> Even in our last playthrough of Demio, which was you, me, Jake, and Todd, even I was just goofing around trying to cover your guys' eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, when it was, was pretty turn, funny. I know. <laughs> I would just pull the game. There board were also and... some hand gestures going on at some point during that, and it, yeah, it, there's it turned just a, a little, lot of nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it turned a little PG for a, a minute or two, but I did tell Jake I was very uncomfortable when he would come at me with yeah. like his palms forward, like straight at me. I was like, I, I don't feel safe. <laughs> I need an adult. All right. Yeah, I I like that question. That's a good one. All right, Josh, this is a quick and easy one. Salt and pepper or pepper and salt? Oh, this is like saying shoes and socks or socks and shoes. I've never heard anyone say pepper and salt. In I my haven't life. either. I was going to say it's always salt and pepper. That made is, me wonder if that's maybe like a UK thing or something. I've I've never heard pepper come before salt. I haven't either. That's like the brown sauce. Do you remember somebody asked like, oh, do you guys like brown sauce? And I was like, what the heck is brown sauce? I literally spent 20 minutes. Dude, I went down the rabbit hole of like, is that A1? And they were like, I don't know what A1 is. So then I, I'm Googling like, what is brown sauce? You know, UK, like stuff like that. Apparently it's wildly popular over there. It is not A1. It's goofy how you can just fall down the rabbit hole of the internet, but uh, you know it's one of those things where uh, yeah maybe that you know they have different things. I- I've never heard pepper and salt. Like Paul, can you pass me the pepper and salt? You'd look at me funny. Yeah, I'd you say know? why are you saying it like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, let's see. All right, Paul. Who's better? <laughs> this came up in the Discord. I got to ask this because he's a, our newest legendary supporter. So who's better, Scarlett Johansson or Margot Robbie? Okay. <laughs> Point of clarification. Nope. What, no clarification. What, what nope, means better? No nope, nope, clarification, Paul. Just pick one. All right. I don't, I don't even think it matters because the answer is Margot Robbie. It is Margot way. Robbie. I think, <laughs> yes. I think she's, the, I think she's the better actress. Uh, funny enough, they've both been nominated for two Academy Awards. Uh, Margot Robbie, when I just think of her movies, I think of Wolf of Wall Street. I think of, a Amer- um, I almost said a marriage story. That's Scarlett Johansson. Um, but, uh, Margot Robbie has also got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, I feel like she's done much better movies. Scarlett Johansson, I don't care about Black Widow. I don't care about a lot of these other movies that she's made along the way. I really do love Jojo Rabbit, but I have to give it to Margot Robbie. She's definitely one of my favorite actresses. Yep. I picked Margot Robbie as well. <laughs> any any reasons josh <laughs> nope <laughs> no reasons whatsoever paul <laughs> all right fair enough <laughs> nice nice short simple one all right next question here oh this one's right up my alley this th- this person gets me what do you think are the best space movies oh uh, ironically you and i just recently watched armageddon together it is an amazing <laughs> space movie. I love that movie. It's so uh, good. I, I mean, for me, I it's got to be Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I now don't get me wrong. I love Star Trek as well. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's funny because when we have Michael on, you know, he's a he loves Star Trek. He talks about it, and it reminds me how much I actually love Star Trek. I watched the Next Generation for I. It feels like a decade. You know, as far as and the and the movies are great, the old movies are great. I actually remember watching Wrath of Khan uh, oh, when it came out. So much. <laughs> Wrath of Khan is you know? so good; it holds yeah. up so well. 
Um, and so I really, I, I like a lot of space movies. Um, Interstellar, I thought was amazing. Um, First I thing mean, I that movie, of. that movie just blows me away. I liked a little bit more of the fun ones, to be honest. Like Interstellar is incredible, but I do like a little bit of like spaceships Lighter fighting each content. other and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that as well. Yeah. Do you like, um, The Martian? With Matt Damon, that's yep, a really good one too. It I really, really love good. The Martian. Any like big drama like that, like I get really sucked into. Like if you're rooting for a main character, Castaway with Tom Hanks, you know that kind of stuff. Like anytime you have a good main character to root for, that's a, a drama or a you know survive the elements kind of thing. I, I get really sucked into those for some reason. Yeah, I really love the Alien movies. I would oh, say I like those yes. more than Star Wars. My wife and I are actually halfway through Alien. We just started it two nights ago. I think we're going to finish it today. I even really love Prometheus. I know that there's some goofy no, stuff. I like Prometheus. It's man. really good. It is it's, really it's effective. Good. Yeah, Aliens is goofy to me because Aliens is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I mean it the still sequel. holds up to this day. I haven't seen Alien. I know that's more of like probably considered like an actual better movie. But it's I more like watching. I like watching Aliens a lot more. But it's really weird because I feel like the series falls off big time after that. Yeah, you know, there's, there's some so entries that are better than others. But I don't. Some hold of them are up truly bad with like the Star Wars, Star Trek type stuff. Yeah, the the only other movie I'd throw in on top of all those, which is a little bit lesser known, is Event Horizon. I think Event Horizon is one of the most underrated movies of all time. It's got Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. It's got Lawrence Fishburne. It's a uh, it's the movie that was the inspiration for the game Dead Space. So that kind of tells you the vibe of the movie. It's I all remember about this movie now, like people's nightmares. Yes, becoming reality. It's it's definitely a very hard R mature movie. I remember this movie, and I could not until you said Dead Space, and then I went, wait, I I did see a movie like that, and then it's yeah, that was a pretty good one actually. Yeah, that's a really underrated sci-fi horror movie. That's a good yeah. one. All right, Paul. Um, let's see. If you had to... This one comes in from Legendary Jake. If you had to choose to eat one type of food for the rest of your life, sweet or savory? Which would it be? Easy answer. I love them both. I mean, obviously, I love eating food but it's savory <laughs> you, you have to go savory you have unlimited savory options sweet i love but if you're eating nothing but like cinnamon rolls and brownies and That's ice cream you're gonna hate that after three days at the most you're gonna just resent this new superpower that is 100% the kicker. I prefer sweet over salty with my snacks just about any day of the week. But yeah. if I could only eat one for the rest of my life, it would uh, it would have to be savory. It's just like you said, it's a much more diverse group of foods there. I mean, I love me a good cinnamon roll or a piece of pie or ice cream or something like that, but I could not live off of that stuff. <laughs> when you're on like day six of peach cobbler and ice cream for right. breakfast, it's going it, to grow old. I'm eating it out of obligation <laughs> at that point. I can't let this cobbler go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's see here. Okay. <laughs> I, I like this question because we actually have an answer for it. If you didn't do a video game podcast, what would you two do a podcast on instead? Well, (laughs) (laughs) 
Little known fact, we actually recorded a movie podcast. We did. Um, there is there there is an inkling of a idea out there that maybe at some point we will uh, focus on a movie podcast as well and try to add that to our repertoire. But um, yeah, it would be movies for sure. Yeah, they're you so and I, easy to talk about. They're great. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a thing that I think listens really well if you're actually listening to a podcast about a movie that you like or want to know more about. Yeah, absolutely. You and I both love movies, and we've kind of mentioned our our movie club with some of our friends. I still think it's such a really neat idea. We came up with 100 themes where it might be something like takes place in space or a director's first movie or less than 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then we randomly pick a theme, and then whoever was there at movie night, we randomize who gets to pick the next movie, and it has to fit that theme. And so it leads to us watching movies we never would have watched otherwise if someone else didn't tell us to do it. And so just for fun, we did record like a 95-minute podcast on the movie Heat, which was basically just me incoherently screaming... (laughs) dialogue from that movie because it's my all-time favorite movie and uh, we did have fun with it but it's not out there for public consumption but if you want me to email you the file or something reach out to me i'll send it to you oh i don't know but i did i did put some of the heat music and stuff in there i don't know if it's fully legal for like widespread release but we did have fun at least recording that one movie podcast yeah i would i would like to you know look into that a little bit more it's just life so busy right now i think we it sounded like a really good idea and then i think we both went what are we doing like yeah we have jobs (laughs) we we, We have the podcast we have our families right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so someday maybe someday okay um i just had a good question where was it oh here we go if you could only play two games for the rest of your life Mm. one multiplayer and one single player what would they be now, good, good easy question. answer is like, oh, Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War. But if that's all you could ever play, you like, you know, how much can you really do in one of those games? Yeah, I think that's the key thing. You want a game that's replayable, that's very epic, it has to be very long. My immediate reaction is Mass Effect 1. I mean, Mass Effect 1 has so much content, so many things that you can read and spend time doing, the replayability between different classes, making different decisions, having completely different builds. To me, that's kind of like the easy single-player answer. If you do a full 100% playthrough of Mass Effect 1, you're probably talking like 120 hours, but it's actually like a really good 120 hours that you can immediately replay, make all different decisions, and it's a different game. So for the one player, I think that's what I would go with. What about you? Yeah, it's tough, man. I I mean, my easy answer is The Witcher 3. It's such a huge world. The The game is you know, hundreds of hours long if you play everything. I think what you really need is like a good living world to keep you interested. Yeah, you know, I, I I think that's the key there. It oddly enough, the other thought was a game like Dark Souls three or something mm. like that. But because you know you can get really good at mastering the combat, and there's a lot of replayability there because just the combat itself is so much fun. But then I feel like I'd be torturing myself a little bit too. <laughs> like if that's all you could play, and you weren't in the mood for something difficult. 
Yeah, I feel like for one player, there would also be a really good argument for something like SimCity or The Sims, something that's kind of designed to be infinitely playable. It doesn't really have an end, but I'm just not as big of a fan of those games, so I would still have to go Mass Effect 1. What about for the other side of that coin, Josh? There's a flip side to that coin. There if is. You will. It's the multiplayer. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, the flip yeah. What side. multiplayer? Um, Rocket League for me. Uh, yeah. As uh, you know, if I, I mean, I guess it depends. How many friends am I able to play with? Because if I've got like my group of friends, well, then Overwatch is probably the easy answer there. Because Overwatch doesn't get old as long as the matchmaking holds up. <laughs> like, yeah, it's right. not fun to get just stomped into the ground by poor matchmaking. Um, but I feel like I, you know, I, I still to this day play Rocket League all the time. And the, the cool thing about it is I'm still getting better. Like I'm doing things today that I couldn't do a week ago. And, uh, you know, like the, just the natural progression there I feel is almost infinite. So if I had to pick one, that would probably be it, but it's really dependent on how many friends are we talking? Yeah, I, I do think that's a good question. Cause that might change the answer for me. I'm going to say, and this might surprise you, Josh, but if you remember, I said it might, be, <laughs> it might be my number one online game of all time, Grand Theft Auto Online. There yeah. is just, inf- like, you do races, do heists, just sit back and watch the random NPCs interact with one another. I feel like there's unlimited stuff you could do online for GTA Online. That's that big living world that mm-hmm. I was kind of talking about, is that you you literally could just you know, decide what you want to do today and it's available. Yeah. I just don't like GTA online as much as you. It is a good pick. <laughs> I could see for the rest of your life. That would probably keep you pretty entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We're running out of time. We probably only have time for one or two more questions. Let's see. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go with, I'm going to read this one only cause I love the name. What keyboards do you guys run? And this comes in from <laughs> Karen, Slayer of Managers. <laughs> I do love that name so much. Well, you know, we uh, we touted him for a while. Uh, we'd be more than happy to tout him again. But the, I <laughs> we're, will we're say, available. Man, yeah, the, the Razer Huntsman Elite V2 is the best keyboard I've ever used, hands down. Yeah, it's it's a very good keyboard. To be honest, I I don't know that I ever would have spent what that keyboard costs out of my own money. Cause I was always kind of like a keyboard's a keyboard. What do you care? But once I actually used it, I was like, Oh man, like you spent yeah. all your time touching the keyboard and the mouse. Like, why would you not go for like a really nice keyboard? And so I, I love the Huntsman V2. It really yeah. is a good keyboard. It, it's, it's crazy because and we're not it, being paid to say I, that. We're but not we being want paid to, be. to say we want at this to point. Be. Yes. <laughs> Razor, please email us. You know? <laughs> They're like, it, it's, it's us. It's not you. <laughs> uh, but also kudos to the username. Karen Slayer of Managers is great. Um, yeah, that, that I, might I be to, my winner for favorite Discord name. I have to ask this one because uh, I know that you and I have very different tastes. Um, what What is your favorite reality TV show? And then there's a follow-up because somebody else tacked onto that and said, what reality show do you think you stand the best chance to win. <laughs> do you want me to go first or you? I'll go first because I don't, I, I do like reality TV, but only very specific stuff. Like I said, I did mention earlier that we watch America's Got Talent. I just like seeing the crazy things that humans can do. 
My actual favorite reality TV show I've seen literally every single season is Survivor. Mm-hmm. It's just the show that my wife and I have just you know, like I said, we've watched it from the very beginning. We know the strategy of the game inside and out. So it's like the more you understand about a game, the more you enjoy watching it. And it happens to be the game that I I think I would stand a very good chance of winning Survivor. Yeah, I keep oh, telling wow. my wife, I keep telling my wife, I'm, you know, I'm physical enough, I'm I'm social enough, I'm devious enough. I, and they don't know you her, already. And they don't know me. You know, <laughs> exactly. They don't know to be like, let's vote Josh out right away. That guy's always the imposter, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I keep telling my wife, you need to let me go. She's like, no, you're not leaving the family for like 39 days or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well, that's your million dollars you're giving up then. But yeah, e- easy pick for me. Yeah, this is kind of a tough one for me. I do enjoy the occasional reality tv show i'll go through phases i definitely went through a big phase of the bachelor where i really enjoyed it and then i felt like it just really fell off a cliff and i have not watched the last several seasons uh then like love island started to pop up i really got into that um these are not shows i would do good on so i would not put myself on the bachelor or the bachelorette if i had to perform inside it it would have to be a cooking show and hell's kitchen uh well i was gonna say why not go for the best my favorite cooking show is top chef now i i I would probably get obliterated on top chef because these are like actual you know elite i don't know paul i've eaten some of your stuff man (laughs) i would just try to survive a couple of weeks and that would like legitimately be a real win in my book so why not Top Chef? That's what I would do. If I wanted to take like the cheap answer, I would say like nailed it on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever watched I it. Have. That's like where they try to recreate the cakes and stuff, right? Yeah. I feel yeah. like I could come in and do pretty well on something like that, but I I would I would give Top Chef my best and see what happens. I feel like you do better than you think. Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> I do love to cook. All right. Well, I think we're out of time, Josh. This always goes by so fast, but I do love it. It's so fun, man. And and again, if you if there's a question you want to ask for a future episode, because we do do these from time to time, um, hop in the Discord server. We actually have a channel uh, dedicated to bonus round questions or uh, listener questions for when we do these bonus rounds. Uh, and so that's where we pull a lot of these from. Um, but yeah, if you're not already in there, like I said, it is one of the best parts of listening to the show is the fact that we have the best gaming community out there. Uh, people tell us all the time, you guys hear it in the reviews all the time. That is not us bragging. That's just saying, Hey, as gamers, we want to have this amazing community and, you know, usually gamers want to be a part of that. And you guys are more than welcome to join us. Yeah, we would love to have you there. And uh, that finishes up this bonus round. It was a blast. I know that sometimes people come to our podcast just wanting to hear about gaming, but we do have other people who say, hey, we really like the show. We feel like we don't know a whole lot about you guys personally, so it's fun to get into that on occasion. So, you know, we do like coming out with these every few months. I mean, we're not going to like try to do this on the regular, but a couple of times a year, I think it's a lot of fun. So just as a reminder, make sure to head over to MultiplayerSquad.com to see our Patreon options. Also, make sure to rate us five stars and leave us a review. And we'll be back with our next episode this Thursday, where we will talk about This Week in Gaming. We'll see you guys then. All right. See you, everybody.